The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Uh, you could get like a little... <laughs> You could hire. There's always local boys looking for work. You know, they're kind Indeed. of in the in the sewers, in the slums, with their little hats and their rolled and up pizza pants and, and Ninja Turtles. And no, yeah. no, well, not like that. I'm more so thinking like street urchins. Trying... Street urchin. Yes, you need a yeah. street urchin. That's yeah, what need you a, need. I need a kid who I can like flip him a nickel and he'll go get me a cooked goose. <laughs> <laughs> a fully <Are> cooked <laughs> goose. A fully cooked. Fully operational cooked goose for a nickel yeah <laughs> presumably less than a nickel because the kid required some off the top yeah. yeah i need a kid in like a little tweed vest yes and a flat brimmed hat yes waving a newspaper in the mm-hmm. air screaming this, yeah you need a character from lame is that's what yeah. you need you need different someone... country but i guess but same street urchins can exist in any nation but especially france <laughs> you know what i mean yeah I get it. or england you need a dickensian boy you need, a, you need a David Copperfield looking at his child. Welcome to The Crunch, the only podcast that facilitated a run on the Vatican Bank. It's your boy, Ethan. I'm Patrick. Everybody, quick, pull your money out now. Yeah, and everyone. Everyone tweet about it. Pull all the money out. And then that's how we'll finally make the Vatican. We'll sell the Vatican. Yeah, we'll get, get rid of all the money and get rid bank. of all the money so that the Pope stops living in such high estate. Yeah, Pope Francis famously living in luxury. <laughs> yes, yes, and I don't like how he's got all those. How do they get his clothes so white? Yeah, they can't afford Clorox, and I can't even afford detergent. I sweat in a polo for one day. It's never Honestly. white again. And it's, Italy, then it's just gray tinged. He Pope Francis must generate a lot of sweat. And I will say that because he has to sit outside. I've seen him. He kind of is squinting. You know, he's got people. He's got the papal fan bearers. But like, does, does he have it? He doesn't. But if he did, he would maybe help him stay cool. But do they just have a lot of? He's anti air conditioning. Yes. So he get, he gets no reprieve. Does he just wear the... a new? What is it called? It's not a robe, but it's also it's, not um, clerics. It's also it's not a, a habit. It's, it's a cassock. A cassock, yes. It's a does white he, cassock. Does he just get a new white cassock, or do they just have the greatest dry cleaners on the I planet? I think they just have the greatest dry cleaners on the planet. That would make sense. It's imagine, the papal dry cleaners. Imagine being the guy that got to run the papal dry cleaners. You'd clean up. What country do you think they're from? Because they got the guards from Switzerland. Yeah. Do you think the, the do you think the the dry I'm not gonna, cleaners are all Swiss too? I'm not going to make a comment on the nationality of an owner of a dry cleaning place. Oh, that's, that's not, probably a good. That's idea, not something actually. I'm going to do never right mind. now yeah, on the podcast. Mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I am. I'm coming out of this podcast today. This one's going to be different than all the other ones. Oh yeah, turn it over I, a new leaf. Huh? New leaf. I'm coming out unscathed. I'm going to make you look problematic today. No. Yes. I'm the dog. I poop in the yard, and everyone goes, "We still love the dog." <laughs> You like that analogy, huh? I did like that analogy. Patrick was all worried about his reputation. I told him that he's like a dog that poops in the yard. Everyone's mad in the moment. 
But then they're like, oh, the dog. <laughs> That's also where he's supposed to go. So it's yeah, fine. <laughs> right, exactly. We wouldn't want you to poop like in the house. It, right. That That's would actually really probably be... a better analogy. Is like I'm the you dog so? that poops in the house, but I'm still the family dog. You know, like everyone loves the dog. The Shaggy Dog, starring Tim Allen. <laughs> a remake of The Shaggy Dog, starring Gregory Peck. I feel like it was Humphrey Bogart. You think? Engelbert. Yeah, I think it was Ingelder Kumperbunk. <laughs> Isn't that the 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 villain in Princess Bride? Engelbert Humperdinck? Yeah. No, I think that's just a real guy with a real name. Engelbert Humperdinck. No. Yeah, that's a real guy with a real name. It's like he's kind of like the ben- And he starred in the Shaggy Dog. No, I don't think so. He's kind of okay. like the he's kind of like the Benedict Cumberbatch of the um mm-hmm. uh he's kind of like the Ben and Jerry's Cumberbund of <laughs> Um, of the 19 whatevers you mm-hmm. can say whatever words you want and people still understand what you're saying sure you know? right as long as it's bc you, you kind of understand i think that the shaggy dog starring tim allen was a great movie and i think that i liked i liked it because when the dog bit the man then you got to zoom in on the on the the blood cells that were injected yeah. into tim allen's like skin and, and they, they were like they dogs. were like furry, you know. They had teeth, <laughs> and they kind of like attacked his other blood cells. And then he turns into a dog, uh, and then he talks as a dog, which is oh, I'm cool. familiar with the film. Yeah, yes. Well, that's as far as I know, that's the whole plot. And then in between, and- when he turns into the dog and when he talks as the dog, he just gets into dog shenanigans. Like sure, it's really and- just a movie. What like this is what a dog would do if it was a dog in this place. You yeah. Know? Like, Wait, right. did they did they animate it like his mouth was moving no it was good. just like it I was just that. a dog puppet that was kind of grunting that's good did you ever see homeward bound homeward bound we so our dog when we were growing up our exposure to animal themed children's programming was limited to one shrek two teenage mutant ninja turtles one two and three and three, Shrek two. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the only movies that we watch uh, animals in them. This we did. We were not an old Yeller family. We were not a Balto family. We, we talked did, about this. We already had this conversation, but you said Marley and me. We didn't watch Air Bud. Oh yeah, I probably did say Marley and yeah. me. But I've asked this is you a wound. This is a you wound that I have. I loved Homeward Bound. Okay, first of all, it's where was beautiful... he? So where was he, and where was he trying to go? A so, dog. Every dog movie is just a dog being someplace, trying to get somewhere else. Trying to get somewhere. And the Bolt. hard part is they're a dog, and there's a there's a dog catcher, and they lose their <laughs> they lose, <laughs> and they lose their collar. Yes. yes. Yeah. And so, <laughs> no. Homeward Bound was not like this. Homeward Bound was about three uh, three animals, mm-hmm. a golden retriever named Earth? Shadow, I think, a pit bull named chance and a cat named ginger i don't know i forget was the cat kind of like a danny devito type character where he was really like angry and upset and the pit bull was like a cute you know cutesy voice and then the dog was just this typical lead character the dog the dog was like a wise old golden Mm -hmm. retriever and chance was like a young scrappy guy and the cat was like a was like a diva oh the cat man it would have been more funny if they did it the way that i said yeah, I think so too. I like but it the when the Homeward cat Bound is, is a about... smoker. 
the the homeward bound they i think I re- this is like i i don't remember it exactly but they yeah. lose the dog and the cat the dogs and the cat on vacation and they have to go homeward bound oh and it's a beautiful film because it's about them like walking through the woods and there's like these mm. beautiful mountains and so it's not like a typical you know there's like there's good mise-en-scene you know what i mean do you I not don't, know what that I, means i don't eat korean food <laughs> so you're gonna have to tell me more mise-en-scene is a french word it means like what's in this what's on the screen like mm, what's in the scene you know mm, like in media res on media res this ex machina <laughs> in persona christy in the person of christ yeah yeah it's true <laughs> uh so you like you like the fact that there were animals on the screen, just in different with yeah. in front of different green screens. That's what you liked. They weren't green screens. You think they, they really were took probably green screens. You took the they took the animals to Real, Real Mountains Stone National Park. <laughs> yeah, you imagine yeah, how much money did. it is to drive across the country with a production team, animal handlers, three of the exact same identical animal. You know, <laughs> you have three cats, case. three dogs, just three dogs, case. just in case one might fall in a river. You don't you know? know. This is the plot of the movie Bolt, by the way. <laughs> I loved the movie Bolt. Bolt it was is good. just Homeward Bound, but with Miley Cyrus. Indeed. Yeah. And a and an evil cat. I like how they Bolt make the is dog... kind of like The Last of Us, but with a dog. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of a instead of a gay guy who read the Bible, I didn't see the movie. <laughs> I only know about I only know TV about show. The Last of Us from Twitter. Yeah. Uh, and so all I know is that there's a gay guy, a guy who reads the Bible and is evil, and mm-hmm. Pedro Pascal going. Ugh. <laughs> that meme is pretty funny. It's very funny. <laughs> him going because <laughs> he's having PTSD or whatever, and so there's these oh. like scenes of him like going through a lot of stress, and he like leans over, and someone's just stitched together like the multiple times that it happens in one episode. <laughs> it's it's pretty good. That's good. Um, anyway. I think it'd be funny if we did on twitch.tv forward slash the crunch podcast. Mm-hmm. If you want to check that out sometime. Yeah. Um, uh, we stream all often, but uh, <laughs> I think if you did a playthrough of the last of us, I think that would be, I, it's a scary game though. Are you saying you'd be scared? Uh-huh. I am. I am a little baby. Okay. You, you, you better toughen up buttercup. Cause we got, a, we got money to make when last of Us season two comes out. We're playing both games. Oh, gosh, side by side. Another one? They are doing a second season. Well, the first season was so renowned that they have to uh, do indeed, another one. Indeed it was. Yes. Um, Glassdoor. Did Glassdoor you see, it was. Did you see that I was in the news? I did see that you were in the news. <laughs> that was insane. That was weird. That was ridiculous. It was weird. Patrick was in the he was in the National Catholic Register, which is the one you want to be in, to be fair. It's, yeah. For those of you who listen Short to of being the bonus in the podcast. Pillar. Short of being in the pillar, the National Catholic Register is the best publication to be quoted in. Someone's calling me. It's probably spam. Um, to, to For those of you who listened to the bonus podcast, first of all, you got the reason why In Persona Christi was so funny. But also, you uh, you remember I read, a, uh, uh, I read an excerpt from a tweet. I dunked on a comedian, mm-hmm. which means uh, that I get all of his specials now. They're all mine because I got him. I ratioed him. You owned him. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind and, of like uh, a tribal, you know what I mean? Like if you get to take yeah. the other guy's hide skin, you know, yeah. while he's not looking and also have sex with his wife, then you get his house 
and his Twitter, you know what i mean twitter should be like ritual combat for comedians i think because it, isn't it not already isn't it not i think it is ritual combat for comedians because there's a very clear there's a very clear uh demarcation of like you replied to someone and you have more likes than them like that's just an easy an easy dub it's like obviously i'm better than you anyway it wasn't it wasn't like that, but uh, they 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 reported on it in the National Catholic Register because Rain Wilson, who's a famous person, said something positive about Christianity. So obviously, EWTN. They were like, "Sorry, I can't say that on you the can't, regular podcast." Come on, man. <laughs> we're not. We aren't farming out the editing to this show yet. Um, but anyway, yeah. So EWTN went nuts because a famous person said something positive about Christianity. So they mm-hmm. wrote a whole article about it. Someone got paid to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, unfair that i'm not getting paid to write articles like this using chat gpt um gpt4 just GPT came out 4. just dropped chat gpt4 just dropped get ready for twitter to become insufferable with people telling you how to use it <laughs> babe wake up a new fake conversation that i made that has more adverbs just came out <laughs> check it out yeah yeah it's fine I think if you use ChatGPT to cheat at school, that's good. I think if you use ChatGPT to write your tweets for you, that's bad. That's my. Yeah. That's where I stand on the on the AI issue. Where here's where I stand on the AI issue: using ChatGPT to write Instagram captions, totally fine. That's tweets, true. No, no, yeah, hundred percent. I have used ChatGPT to write Instagram captions, and it has worked. It I've was noticed. So, it, yeah. Oh, it's obvious. But oh my gosh, it's so funny. Like I say, hey, ChatGPT write a comedic caption uh, about a guy who's joking about um, uh, purposefully losing at chess. And they do it a little comic thing. And some of the jokes were funny and I rewrote some of them. But yeah, it's a great place to start. It, it's it's freedom from the tyranny of the blank page, Ethan. That's what it is. Yeah. I'll say this right now. If they had chat GPT when I was a kid. God, we're oh, so you talk freaking old, dude. If, we, if they had chat GPT when I was a kid, do you know how much time I spent on my gosh darn college chemistry course in high school on the online thing where you had to put in it it's like one of those things where if you put in like minus 0.5 it needed like minus 0.5 you know what i mean i would have i would have saved so much time dude because instead of redoing the problem and like trying to get another number just out of sheer will because you think it's wrong i would know the answer is correct because i put it into chat gpt and then i would just be able to do it I would never learn a thing, but my goodness, I would have 25 hours a week of my life back. It's so funny because like when we were kids, crime. when we were kids, we were like, we don't need to learn anything. We have Google. Google is like banging two coconuts together. At this point. <laughs> like Googling something is like, is <laughs> we, when we figured out that you could Google a question on an online test and no one would know. It's like when the first caveman like flipped me over, you know, for the first time. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, oh, oh. Uh, you know." And then what are what are teachers everything. supposed to do? Like they, they didn't they didn't anything. think they didn't think they're like no. open AI, anyone can have access. Like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> yeah, well, it's the teacher's fault. They they're the ones that sent all these kids into STEM fields. Maybe we shouldn't have been sending people into STEM. I know. Maybe if you had if you had made more women's studies majors and and underwater basket weaving classes, we wouldn't have this big of a deal. That's what I've been saying. Liberal education. I've told you I thought underwater basket weaving was scuba diving and doing basket weaving, right? You probably have, yeah. I think I've told you that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway. So you're in the news. 
I was in the news. It was fun. Has um, that led to any sort of tangible result for our no, show? No, no, no. Okay. Uh, I was Wait, officially take called a, everything I said. I was officially called a podcaster, which I will remind you is a slur. So I would appreciate it <laughs> if you don't. If you don't do that. At the bottom of the article, it's like Catholic National Register recently referred to Catholic or Patrick Nevy as a podcaster. But like the O is asterisked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we regret to inform you that this is a slur. We have updated the article to read writer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor guy. I hate that for you. Yeah, I hate it too. No, I'm just kidding. It was nice. It was nice to be. Uh, it was funny because that is the only thing that my Twitter indicates is that i have a podcast yeah. so i updated my twitter to reflect that i'm a writer podcaster and uh tastemaker is a word that i invented for myself just kidding um i put i put what did i put oh writer speaker podcaster and it links to my website now instead of the crunchcast.com so i but all of my tweets still connect to the crunchcast.com what okay Whew. also my website has the crunch on it like how am i how am i going to get successful if i just can't piggyback off of your success it's fine it's not a big deal <laughs> you didn't answer my question <laughs> <laughs> listen you're, we're taking not, this to the moon okay you're not moving here no you're not you're not uh doing the radio thing no well i don't know well that's true that's true that's true that's true that's true that's true i just feel like but i sure as hell ain't doing it this month or next month so i just feel like we're drifting apart you know we talk twice a week for two hours. What do you mean? <laughs> I just feel like you're not listening. <laughs> we don't hold hands anymore. <laughs> we don't. I feel like you never. The passion is gone. <laughs> is your son crying or singing? No, that's the wind, believe it or not. Really? Yes. It's windy out here in Oklahoma. Well, All and right. also the way because my house was built just before Joe Biden was born. There's kind of a a draft. So there's in, a there's a so there's a place to park your mammoth. Yeah. Right. Oh. Yeah. It's a it, it, there's a place for me to park my my car that I operate with my feet, <laughs> and it goes <laughs> when I drive it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's yeah there's a draft. I I will say, I'm really excited to move to my new house. It's, when do you I'm, move? It should be like two months that's huge i know it's like so close it feels like we signed the contract in january of 2022 that's so long ago (laughs) so many things have happened since then it's just insane that's crazy so yeah we're just gonna this this the spring and early summer for the crunch podcast is going to be a season of change yeah you guys are going to see me in a whole new location i'm going to be renting uh, my uh, a studio from a reputable landowner. <laughs> yeah, he's I gonna, hope he hears it. I hope he hears it. I'm gonna make so much it. fun of him. Yeah, we're gonna own him. <laughs> His uh, little setup is cute. It's we're talking about setup. Patrick's brother. So Patrick yeah. is gonna be at home temporarily, and in Melbourne, Florida. Yes. Melbourne. He'll be going to Melbourne. And uh, his brother has a room that he streams in, 
and he tried to charge Patrick rent to podcast in that room, <laughs> no, even he, though it's he, at their parents' house. So, so this is this is the problem with being with being a uh, with being a brother is that I have frequently had grand ideas that involve my brothers spending money with me to get something that we all use slash I really want. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a grand plan for us to pool our allowances to buy a shared computer. They mm-hmm. didn't go for it. Uh. Um, I think one time I had a plan to like do a big thing for mom and dad, but they didn't want to do it. They Uh, tend, they tend to not want to like, it's hard for me to get them in on my schemes. Yeah. And so me telling Sean, Hey, I'll like set up a bunch of stuff in your office and like, you can use it while I'm there. As long as I can record, it was kind of like, he's kind of like, well, I don't want you touching my stuff, which makes sense. Cause he paid for all of it. You know, sure, like he paid sure. for all the equipment. Well, you then know? you can just set up a little foldable desk or table somewhere yeah. in the corner. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, we don't have to yeah. touch your stuff, Sean. Yeah. I will say my brother is here also. Oh yeah. And he's, yeah, Ryan's here with my mom. That's he's good. on spring break. They chose to come down here and visit us. We went to the Thunder game last night. Cool. That was really fun. I asked my brother, I was like, what do you want? Like you're a college guy, you know, you're 20 yeah. years old. You're hanging out with your mom and your brother and his wife and a baby for spring break. Like, is there <laughs> anything you, do you want to stay up late and play video games? Do you want to go want some natty light? Yeah. Do you want to drink? Do you want to smoke yeah. weed? What do you want to do? <laughs> it's legal. <laughs> like, dude, I, I was in Oklahoma last weekend. Yeah. I so many weed seen shots. Yeah. So many dispensaries. Yeah. It's oh my gosh. And it's here. it's legal here. Yeah. The good news but is, so when medical so... marijuana became legal a couple of years ago, and since then it just blew up, but they just voted down. There was a bill to vote, make recreational marijuana recreational, legal, yeah. and that was dis. People said no, so that's whew, that could have been, it would have been bad. <laughs> it would have been. Really I bet. Bad. I bet. So we had a fun game where it was uh, me and me and the me and the music guy were like, let's uh, let's have a game. I find I say, is this a is this a church or a dispensary? Yes. Have you seen that video? Oh yeah, I don't. I haven't seen it before. He referenced it, but I hadn't seen it. Probably, I don't know what you're it's talking. It's John about. Christ, but he's canceled. So or he was. he's back. I think he's. I think he's fine. What were we talking about before we were talking? About? We were talking, talking about, about my brother. Uh, your brother, yeah. Do you want oh, to smoke he's, weed? He's I said, do you want to smoke weed? He said no. And that was it. And Good. That was a test. No, it, uh, he said, well, I kind of want to go to the casino. So that's your favorite thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And yeah, man. Emma's like, you know, because normally it's like, I can't go, I can't go anywhere. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's good. Got the baby. I'm here to help, you know, but because he's in town, Emma's like, hey, your brother's here. You love you your brother. You should go to the casino. You should go to the casino. I'm not going to take advantage of this freedom. I'm going to be back by like nine. But what I am going to do is play Texas Hold'em. <laughs> and, <laughs> because I was thinking about it. Blackjack, just do the math, right? Blackjack, you're sitting at the table. I don't think you're allowed to do the math. You're not. Blackjack, you're sitting at the table. It's five dollars to play. Yes. Minimum with a fifty cent ante. Uh-huh. So five fifty every thirty seconds. If you win, you get it back. You extend your stay. You know, mm-hmm. you're usually losing. You bring fifty bucks. You could be out of that in five minutes, ten minutes. Oh yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Unless you win, right? Poker table. $1 small blind, $2 big blind. If you just fold every hand and you only pay $3 when it comes around and when the big blinds, mm-hmm. small blind and big blind hits you, you can sit there for an hour. Oh, yeah. Maybe lose 20 bucks. Maybe. Yeah. If you only play aces, kings, That's why there's queens. usually not a lot of Texas Hold'em 
tables at casinos because they don't make right. a lot of money. <laughs> right, right, right. So I was telling my brother this. I was like, we could just sit there and we could just fold and we wouldn't we wouldn't lose any money. And he was like, yeah, 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 let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. Let's do it, let's <laughs> so do it. we're literally going to go tonight. We're going to bring some money and we're just going to sit there and fold and like bet if we have like a really good hand. You just play aces, you know what I, I mean? I bet they'll figure that out pretty quick. Well, but they don't care. It doesn't matter to yeah. them because that's... No, the other people at the table are going to figure out, oh, sure, these guys are folding. Sure, sure. And when they bet they have, when they bet they have something, so I'm just going to fold. Yeah, well, you'd be very surprised. Oh really? The average ability of the average casino poker player. That's true. And then if people are there, they want to play. You know what I mean? They want to see action. And so if they have any, they could have king four offsuit. They'd be like, "Well, I got a king, so I might as well see the flop." You know what I mean? Yeah. And you get you have nine people at the table. You probably get five or six people, no matter what your hand is, no matter what their hands are. You probably get five or six people calling whatever your bet is: six dollars, seven dollars. Yeah. So and that's just, true. Like at worst, if if everyone folds because they catch on and they know that if you have a good hand, you'll just fold. Yeah. You'll be able to catch on and notice that they do that. So if they stay in, you can be a little careful. And you'll get you'll win the pot. So you'll get the big blind little blind. So you'll have money yes. for when the big blind little blind comes around. Exactly. That's genius. Exactly. That's genius. So we're gonna go. We're gonna do that tonight. Yeah. I'll report back on how okay, it goes. Cool. I anticipate I told my brother that if he wins a thousand dollars, that I would cook and eat one of my own shoes. And so I have a lot riding on whether or not he's successful. This I will evening. cook and eat. That's funny. Yeah. You have to live stream that. Uh, oh, that's a good idea. I actually did say I would live stream it. That's another that's that was good. another factor of it. So I was already I was already thinking of the content. You're like I already thinking content, baby. I cook and ate my own Jew because my brother won a thousand dollars. Are you allowed to fry it? Uh, I said that I would do it in the oven. I was thinking like probably gonna burn your house down. This was <laughs> <laughs> As if like a grease fire is is a better way to yeah. Not you were not going to deep fry it inside, were you? No. Oh, okay. Good. No, I don't know what I was going to do. <laughs> I did not think all the way through. I was gonna put like I was gonna get a broth together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna kind of braise. I'm not. I'm. I. I really hope he doesn't win a thousand dollars. I really hope he doesn't. I don't want to see it. If I die because I eat a shoe, will you keep doing the show? Or and just like always have a shoe there, you know, like know. co-hosting? I don't know. I've thought about this before. I don't know what would happen if either of us died. If either of us died? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it would be funny to continue doing the podcast, keep everything the same, but just edit out one of our cartoon faces on the logo. <laughs> Put little put little X's over the eyes <laughs> and then add a different one. <laughs> oh, just a little cartoon tombstone on like the, a, like, like a, like on a the logo art. that faints, you know, you yeah, put yeah. little spirals in the eyes. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> that's really good. Yeah, I don't if I die, you can keep going. You can use the platform okay. that we've built. Just promise me that you use it for good and not for evil. Yeah, I promise I won't just talk about roads every day. Oh, if you do, just start a different show. <laughs> my, Keep my the brand is, consistent. Is, my issue, and this is why we work well, is because I get hyper fixated on a topic, and I just mm-hmm. go, I just go buck wild on it. I just like yeah. learn everything I can. Yeah, and then I move on, and yeah. I retain a lot of the knowledge. Like sure. my my you know uh, my my Patrick Lencioni phase, my oh. Dave Ramsey phase. Oh. You know my. 
You're uh, like you... parts of my life, like people in my life are like flashing in my <laughs> mind because I just like, it's like saying the 1920s. You know what I mean? You just have an image of what that time was like <laughs> in your life. My new polity phase. Oh. Active. <laughs> um, what I've learned to do is to stop trying to make, to change my entire like career trajectory to match that interest. I've learned to just, you know, keep the interest mm -hmm. and like let it be an interest and learn a lot about it and then use it to my advantage does that make sense yes it does this is what i've learned to do this is what, most, pe this is what most people do typically i just when get they find i just get hyper fixated on something yeah and you're I'm like a guy like, who discovers like a restaurant in his neighborhood that he never knew was there and then he just goes there every night and then it's like he does that for a week he's like all right i'm tired know, of it i'm done <laughs> with it yeah i think i think i i support if you wanted to do a show that was just like Patrick's obsession of the week, pow for short, then you could you could do that, and we could have a whole you could have a series on the Nacto, and you could have a series on <laughs> David Arnold Ramsey, and you could have a series on David Ramsey the Third. David Ramsey the Third. You could have a series on Mark Barnes and Jacob Imam. It would be good. I would yes. not listen, but I'm sure other people would. <laughs> you know? Yeah uh yeah that would be good i do speaking of obsessions hey thank you for listening to this episode of the crunch sorry to interrupt what i'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation but i wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors we will be back right after this what's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah. I have kind of a topic. Maybe it's a mini topic. Okay. I want to talk about money. Oh, yeah? There's a lot going on right now. We just talked about the two. We just talked about the 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 sultan of the, the sultan and the myst, mystic of maybe that's not. Maybe that's racist because he's Muslim. But we just talked just about talk Homeward Bound. What are you talking about? What's we just we were just talking about my obsession with Dave Ramsey and with Jacob Imam. So we're we gonna talk uh, about yes. money now. Yeah. Well, we probably should talk about. Money. I'm not obsessed with you, Jacob. That please don't. He doesn't listen. <laughs> no. We. I can imagine the new quality guys listening to our show and just being like, "This is an absolute waste of my time." That's why Mark stood us up because he listened to the show and he was like, "This is not. 
this is not worth it. Is that true? <laughs> no, no, of course oh, not. Okay. I'm sure he was just busy with his young children. Yeah, we've never kind of addressed that about how he was going to come on the show. Yeah, we never there waiting for him to hop on the call. And he didn't. Now we're just airing it out on the podcast. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe if we, maybe if we, how about this? I feel like something we don't do enough yeah. is is rally it's our beef. Is beef rally our base to a, to attack other people, dude? We got right? a beef with we got a we have to have a beef with. This Matt is Brad. why we're not more successful is because we don't have. We beef. used to beef the catching foxes. People beef with us just for fun. They just actually don't like us anymore. Well, and like, they don't even know they don't even know that we're friends with them. You know yeah. what I mean? The the listeners, I mean, Luke and Gomer are fine, but the, yeah. their listeners don't like us. This has yeah. been established. Because <laughs> yeah. we're young and they envy our youth. Yes. That whole podcast is predicated on the fact that I'm not as young as I once was. Yes. <laughs> that's their whole that's their thesis statement. The podcast is two friends from college. Think about what used to be. <laughs> yes. Golly. Uh no, but I think if if we were to rally, oh, this God, we don't do this enough. Do, we're gonna do that, aren't we? What? We're two friends from college, just different colleges. No, but we've but we started we we're we're our trajectory is firmly planted forward. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. That's what they all say, huh? <laughs> My hairline is fine, okay? We don't all have right. to worry about it. I'm not going to. See this bad boy? See the swoop? Yeah. What we don't do enough is get our loyal, loyal listeners whipped up into a frenzy. To brigade. To brigade and, and, and convince them that the current thing is, the, is life or death. And if they yes. don't act on our behalf, then evil will succeed. I actually think that it is very good that we have cultivated an audience that does not do that because that will that's just gonna turn on you one day, you know? Not if you put the fear of God in them. No, it will happen. Every single every single person who cultivates an audience like that ends up regretting it. It just bites them in the butt. Obama. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean, <laughs> Obama? <laughs> he cultivated an audience that was ride or die for him. You know. Well, no, no, no. What I'm people, saying is, people like... were putting people were putting stickers that were blue and red everywhere. Why? Why? Okay, that's 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 different than what you were suggesting, Hope. which is getting people to get mad at people on our behalf. All right, fine. Better example, Trump. Yes. Has it, it turned, turned on him? On him. Oh. No. He's he's about to be the president again. It famously turned on him. <laughs> in fact, <laughs> all right. Well, that's a good point. Let me think again. <laughs> they famously turned on him. So Obama's out. Trump is out. We want no. We want Snooker. Bill Gates. <laughs> trying to think who else. Joe Rogan. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Dwayne the Rock, but Dwayne the Rock Johnson doesn't doesn't command armies. You know what I mean? He is, is one. Yeah. The MCU, no, not the, not the MCU. Well, I'll think of some of it. I, I still feel yeah, pretty. I feel pretty good about Obama still. Yeah. So you can <laughs> do with that what you will. But I'm just saying that we should do it more. That's all. You're saying you're saying we need to we need to find an audience that we yeah. can get angry. Like we make them mad. They turn mm -hmm. our podcast because they just want. They they're amygdala. <laughs> they're they're amygdalas. Like I need some cortisol, baby. We, I need to get pissed off where we are currently is we're at the end of monsters inc we need to be at the beginning of monsters inc do you see what i'm saying 
I see what you're saying. We're going to go from the comedy podcast to the spooky, scary <laughs> podcast. To the anger show. How come Catching Foxes is only 1% of podcasts, but they make up so much of the media? Wait a minute. <laughs> trying to do like a trying to do like a, a catching foxes anti-Semitic conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's it holds up. How come Father Mike Schmitz is only one guy, but has so many of the top podcasts? Maybe it's because Minnesotans secretly run the um, Catholic uh, podcasting. That's also probably good. You but guys we, should go get mad at uh, Father Mike Schmitz. But we need something with more teeth on it. It needs to be something like, Father Mike spit my food when I saw him at <laughs> a Sikh conference. And then he told me that I, I my little podcast was nothing. You know, we have to just lie. Like, we just have to outright to tell yeah, lie, fibs yeah. and untruths. Yeah. That's which is probably, probably why we haven't idea. done it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I want, no, to no, about, this... I want to talk about money, by the way. Oh, yeah. Too. Let's talk about money. So people are... I had a very good conversation with someone recently. Very respectful. I'm not going to say who it is, but it kind of started on Twitter and then she's in the Discord and she messaged me on Discord and we kept talking on the Discord. But there was a, there's a lot of people, this has to do with the whole focus and life team type thing. Oh, okay. And I think it's connected with all the other, I think it's also connected with interest rates and SVB. Oh, wow. We're not, just hitting all of it. Not in like a conspiracy theory type of way, but uh-huh. just in a cultural moment around money. You see, the Freemasons started No, it's not. Like... This isn't one of those <laughs> yet, but I'll get there. Patrick <laughs> accused me of being dumb on the bonus podcast. No, I didn't. You said that I wasn't learning anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said you were like, I just love because I read it's so threads because I feel like I love learning about these things. I was like, I need you to understand that that's not learning. <laughs> just because I read a few underrated sub stacks does not mean that I'm not. It's a learning. sub stack? Oh, I've, I've, you be, you should be shocked at the list of sub stacks I'm subscribed to. <laughs> you pay, do you pay them? Oh, I don't pay anybody, but I, I read their free sure. posts, you know. Mm-hmm. So we were talking, and uh, I made a thread a while back because I'm just getting frustrated with people talking about ministry and money. I'm frustrated with people, Catholic people talking about money because I think there yeah. is a very, you used the word sanctimonious earlier. I did. Uh, in reference to a particular person. Someone called person. me sanctimonious. They said I had, a, they were like, you're sanctimonious. It went over your sanctimonious little head. And I was like, listen, lady, I have a huge head. All yeah. right. My head is so big. Massive. My ears are tiny. Okay. So if you want to say I have sanctimonious little ears, then go ahead. <laughs> uh, but there are certain people. In the Catholic commentary world that can be very sanctimonious about how much money people make in ministry, how much money a ministry is pulling in, how much money they're giving out, you know, where that money's going, how it's used, all those things. An easy one for me to get fired up about is focus because I worked there and uh, I... I have an inside look at what it actually looked like on the inside. You know, I know what our training was like. I know what the mindset of most of the missionaries was when they were fundraising. I know mm-hmm. how people use the money when they got it, right? I know people who've, there's a friend of mine who's been a guest on this program, uh, Patrick Tolls. He had, yes. uh, to my knowledge, this might be incorrect, and I hope he's okay with me saying this, but when he was on staff the first time before he left, he kind of had like a, uh, who was the president that Grover Cleveland? Didn't he like, was he president? <laughs> and then he was not president. He was president again. Yeah. He kind of had a Grover Cleveland situation where he was like, 
on staff, left, tried to be in the NFL, came back on staff. But uh, NFL quarterback Matt Ryan was, I believe, on his support team and just like wrote him a check for like or something. That's crazy. Yeah, which is a good amount of money, you know, not your not your whole not a whole annual salary, but it's like, all right, this makes it a lot easier to get to my annual salary, you know, and he had a lot of people who really supported him because he was the a D1 quarterback at a SEC school. And so a lot of people knew who he was when they found out what he was doing. Of course, they want to give to him high profile person does Catholic thing, Catholic people who know high profile person want to donate to Catholic thing. This is very known. And I know for a fact that he did not misuse that money. You know, like he spent money on getting food with his guys. He brought like, he brought a ton of his students to the C conference. Like I want to say in the 15 to 20 range. And if you know how much a C conference costs, you can kind of add up the math of like, yeah, that's a lot how much, of money. how much money he was spending on that. And that there's just money that he raised, you know, like he was using, he got like the, like the kicker of the LSU football team to come, you know, cause he just paid for it. And like a guy who would never would have come to a conference came, had an encounter with Jesus. And, and I don't know what happened after that, but like something happened there, you know, that's huge. Yeah. That's and like big. if, yeah. And so who, it's just, it's difficult for me to like, look at people who are criticizing it. And I think there's this weird thing that's happening where even though um, there's a lot more uh, knowledge, like Google, Twitter, Facebook, all these Chat places. GPT. Chat GPT. There's a lot more knowledge out there about what is happening. Like in theory, people have more access to understanding like before, it can make sense 30 years ago. Like you don't know how much everyone's making. You don't really know how much things cost. Now it's like you can look anything up. You can, you know, people can talk to each other. They can discuss how much things are in different places across the country. Like there's people a lot. People can Google 990s on ProPublica. Exactly. ProPublica. Instantaneous <laughs> feedback about everything. So you mm. think that people would be more informed about how much things cost, why things cost, how much they do, yeah. where money's being used and all that stuff. But it feels like people are willfully ignorant of and i'm not talking about i want to be clear the i'm not talking about the person that i had this conversation with this is there's a this was these thoughts were kicked off by that conversation i'm not talking about you um but it feels like a lot of things that i see people are ignorant about like money in general you know Mm -hmm. like to them uh someone making 100k is like oh my gosh you know, like you can look up live team, you can see Mark Hart's salary is like 120K. Or well, there's no like real that. reason to put them on blast like that, even though you, you can. It's public information. I'm just giving you an true. example. You know, yeah. you can look it up. You can look up Curtis Martin's salary. It's like 150K or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. When people, I saw that, I yeah. thought, that's it? That's all that guy's getting? And this is the liberal speaking. No, seriously. Like I was like, I was like, I was surprised when mm-hmm. I, when I saw that the highest paid employee at life teen makes $175,000. I was like mm-hmm. at life teen mm-hmm. international. Mm-hmm. They, they do so much. And that, that guy is the only guy that can run life teen. You know what I mean? Like the, 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 the president of life teen is like the only guy who can be the president of life teen. That's not mm-hmm. a position you can just recruit. So like, if you don't have a competitive salary, you're, you're, it's gonna, you're gonna have a hard time finding someone who can run a nonprofit. Yeah, you're gonna have a hard time replacing Randy Rouse. I guess like you know he's yes. been doing it for years. So like you can't just like go into the find a headhunter to be like, hey, find someone who will run this international organization for barely a six figure salary. You know, right. like 
Yeah, it's it's strange to me because as soon as you get pe- people in the six digits, everyone yeah. starts freaking out a little bit. Like you, everything you starts to, to get really yeah. stressful. You have to. What you have to do is you have to take your own salary out of the equation mm-hmm. because you are biased, right? right. Because right. I'm not making enough money, right? Like yes. you're not making enough money. We feel that. Everybody, no matter how much you're making, you're not making enough. Yeah, you're you're never gonna feel like you're making enough money because yeah. You know, and then and then you know you like you look at people who are making ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars less than you. Mm-hmm. Some of you thirty thousand dollars less is just negatives, you know, like mm-hmm. for some of us, right? And it's like you think like, oh wow, I can't believe they're getting by with that, and they're looking at you like, I can't believe they're wasting so much, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so like you know you just gotta you just gotta you just gotta let it be. I mean, the way I look at it too is like, money is not important important it's not the final thing yeah i guess this is this is my i've been thinking a little bit about money recently let's go dude recently i came into a situation where i could be making a lot of money i've talked to you about this yes and i thought what would i do if i made a ton of money you would give it to podcast i would give it to podcast um hire hire like, editor hire editor i mean yeah you know i might like i might invest more in the podcast i might invest more in like a business you know like that's the thing. What is money? Purchase gift for Ethan. <laughs> Buy a little snack, little treat for Ethan. Little treat. What kind of treat do you want, Ethan? Oh, I feel badass. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you could you could buy me maybe a cosmic brownie. <laughs> I'm not buying you that. It's gonna clog two, up your arteries. And you'll two have two boxes, please. <laughs> boxes of cosmic drop brownie. drop ship e-commerce I to my house. Cos- I haven't brownie. had a cosmic brownie in a minute. But yeah, I mean, I, it was it was funny because you, I, I think you had this you had this thread after that person commented, some people were people were criticizing Life Teen and they were like, oh, look at how much Life Teen makes, and they like dropped the salaries of everyone. It was all under two hundred thousand dollars, and I was like, that's actually crazy. All of these people have like families and like live in it live in Scottsdale, Arizona, which is not cheap, and mm-hmm. you know they it's it's um it's just. I don't know. There's a you have to you you have to be a little careful. The criticism when you point a finger, there's three fingers pointing right back at you. You Ooh. know, there's and a thumb that, kind of oddly pointing off to the side. Yeah, so it's you're pointing at this person and then that little squirrel over there is catching some strays, you know. <laughs> um but it's you got to you got to be careful when you criticize, right? Like mm-hmm. why are you why do you get to spend why do you get to make $100,000? I don't know, man. I'm just in this position, right? I think upward mobility has ruined the way we look at wealth Mm -hmm. because in the olden days, the understanding of wealth was I have been born into a wealthy family. Therefore, I should, if I'm a Christian, I should steward God's gifts and what he's given me. There was Mm -hmm. no... Like, oh, I can just give this all to someone else because you couldn't because it was tied to your family. It wasn't yours. Right. It was you know? land. You it know. was land. Yeah. Yeah. You just... And so you can use it for other people and you should. And then similarly, it was like with peasantry, it was like, we were born here. There are richer people than us. This is where we're at. We have good things. You know, like maybe we want more, but like we're not, there's no upward mobility for, for a surf, you know? And America's kind of built on this idea that this idea of upward mobility. And we see it as kind of like a virtue, 
but it doesn't it's not a necessary it's not a necessary mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. i think upward mobility has changed the way that we look at um look at wealth because when you see someone's salary you, or their lifestyle you see it as something that could possibly be yours so it's mm-hmm. much it's much easier to go into envy yeah. you know like i want to have that and not yeah. you yeah. and since i can't it must actually be a bad thing that you mm-hmm. have it and so it's actually good that i'm not rich see that yeah. little game yeah it's a fun little fun little mental gymnastic thing that makes you feel better <laughs> about being uh yeah being in a, a less than ideal situation the interesting thing too about nonprofits is that it used to be 20, 30, 40 years ago, um, it was only like, it followed the 80-20 rule pretty well. You know, like 80% yeah. of the income came from 20% of the people that donated, you know? Uh, yeah. Now it's like 95-5 for most oh, really? nonprofits. Yeah, wow. like most nonprofits are, not that they're hinging on like a few donors, but it's more so like the the number of donors that can give large gifts has decreased and the amount that those donors can give has increased has increased that makes sense yeah because wealthy people are getting wealthier and exactly poor people are getting poorer yeah right and so it's it's hard then to be kind of in a development role where it's like okay i'm doing wealth screening on people i'm like mm-hmm. looking at the other gifts that they give to foundations or that they give to nonprofits or that they give to the school or the church or whatever and i see how much money they're giving uh and then i look at my salary right and i look at like how much money i have to raise annually it's like okay i gotta raise this much to like run this program for a year and i'm getting paid you know a uh, fraction of that a fraction of that right and if i and if i exceed it then i get a bonus right which is cool no guarantee that i'm going to get the bonus but then i look at like the people that i have to talk to in order to get it. And it's like, they are orders of magnitude more wealthy than me, mm-hmm. you know, like their one single gift from one donor could be a hundred times what I'm making I- annually, you know? Yes. People can give a hundred times more, right? Like there, there are gifts. People like Planned Parenthood. I'm just oh, in the gosh. pro-life world. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Bezos' ex-wife gave, I think, $200 million to Planned Parenthood. Aren't they a for-profit company? Or are they a non-profit? I'm pretty sure they're a non-profit because oh. they, take, they take government money, which is, I guess it's not, doesn't, doesn't matter. But, so um, does the Silicon Valley Bank. Right. Exactly. So it's like, just think, like, before you just go – whinging about the fact that someone at a catholic ministry or nonprofit makes six figures you have to think about like what we're up against and it's jeff bezos's ex-wife giving nine figures to planned parenthood you know what i mean like yeah. there are forces that are so much larger like we're wasting all of this time and all of this energy yes. uh-huh. hand wringing yes. about I can't believe Randy Rouse makes $175,000. I can't believe Life Teen is an $8 million a year revenue organization. It's like you don't know anything. I made this point in my tweet thread. It's like the guy who owns the biggest car dealership in your town probably owns more real estate than the entire Catholic church in America. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's probably an exaggeration. But like no. then probably your local archdiocese. You know what I mean? Like probably yeah. th- like there's a guy here that I know for a fact he owns a, a couple of car dealerships and I've spoken with him on the phone. I know that he owns nine figures of just real estate mm-hmm. in Oklahoma. 
not to mention any other businesses that he owns outside of his dealerships or anything that he owns back in his home country because I think he's from Lebanon, you know, mm-hmm. and he like immigrated here and he's one of those rags to riches type guys. But it's like there's no I, and I get and I don't know how people would like achieve that scale, but I feel like it's just we're looking at the billionaires and doing like stupid word games where it's like if it was a hundred thousand BC and you had ten thousand dollars a day, you wouldn't have as much money as Elon Musk you know, it, until now. And it's like, yeah, we need to tax the billionaires. It's like, shut up. That doesn't make, that doesn't matter. Like what you're saying yeah. does not matter at all. Like yeah, you're not going to change anything. Yeah. And I feel like people are just doing that. My, whenever people oh, say we so need annoying. to, like <laughs> my, my favorite, my, my response is I've, it started to become my response. I've done this before. We need to do this. We need to do this. Okay, cool. I'll just hit my tax the billionaires button. I'll yeah. just flip that switch from off to on. Yeah, uh, it's now like that you mention it. I'll just do that. You know? It's like, like flushing all the toilets in the school at the same time to get it to jump. Like everybody get in position. <laughs> you know, we're going to tax the billionaires. <laughs> Three, two, one. <laughs> Doesn't work like that. Yeah. And I'm not saying that we should give up and there's nothing that we can do to achieve wealth equality. But I don't th- like wealth equality is not a virtue of Catholicism. No. You know? And wealth it's equality a- is not um, possible. Complete wealth equality is not no. possible. It's not. Yeah. It shouldn't be possible. We yeah. there are people in this world who would be worse off if they had more money, and some of them have a lot of money now. We can't change that. Yeah. But making everyone, you know, it's just I don't know. It's there's um in my in my in my ridiculous po- my ridiculous multi dimensional um political <laughs> compass. <laughs> the dumbest thing I've I, ever made. But I it can't was believe so you made funny. me look at it live I on know. the podcast. <laughs> um the 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 value on the left side of the equation is equality mm-hmm. and it's it's the further left you go the higher it's championed above everything else in mm-hmm. fact to the point where people who are people become unhuman because they're low right like people people who are are, are trying to in the eyes of the i was reading the the stalin book the the ukraine right and they just used the word kulak to describe like a landowning peasant. Mm-hmm. And they were enemies of the revolution. And anybody could be accused of being a kulak for owning like more than one cow or like a parcel of land. And they were they were enemies of the revolution. And so because they didn't want people to be equal, they could be eliminated. They were less than human. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's a snake that eats itself. Yeah. And then on I'll levy my critique of the left and I'll leave the right alone for now. Um there's a there's a there's an issue there of like Let's just uh, let's just pretend for a moment that, you know, um, Elon Musk is taxed at 100, uh, like every dollar he makes over a billion is taxed and given to the government. Great. Now the government is a billionaire. Um, Now the government is Elon Musk. Mm -hmm. Um, You may feel like you have more control, but you don't get you don't control who goes into the White House. No. All right. The space catching foxes does. (laughs) They run the government. Uh huh. The one percent. The space yeah. force has a budget of thirty billion this year. Can I just really? say that? Yeah. What are they doing? What? They're not fighting any wars. <laughs> no, exactly. It's like the, so. Just to the the, th- the what people want is they don't want the billionaires to be taxed. They just want all of their excess wealth equally redistributed amongst them and all of their friends. And it's like that's just not how taxes work. <laughs> he has you know? three hundred billion dollars. He could give one million dollars to every American. Why? Yeah. Why doesn't he do it? Um, but it's it's this weird thing of thinking like, okay, imagine someone like 
Oh, I don't know. There's got to be. Like, I just, I'm thinking of people that I know here through my job, right? And people who uh, support my nonprofit and all the other nonprofits in Oklahoma City, the Catholic ones and the non-Catholic ones. It's kind of the same group of like 50 people, you know? Mm -hmm. If they all just like gave up all of their assets, I don't believe that any of these organizations would still be running because I don't think anybody would care enough to give yeah. the amount that these people were given, you know? Yeah. The issue like, is not that private property exists and people have a ton of wealth. Mm -hmm. I, I do think, I do think the fact that there are billionaires is crazy. I think that having a billion dollars is crazy. <laughs> yes. I that's agree. So much money. That's a lot of money. That's so I would, much. I would do I would make so many Mr. Beast style videos. That's just that's just like a like an obscene amount of money. Yes. Um, but the the um the problem you go one of two ways they should not have that money, mm -hmm. um which I mean you fine you could say that, <laughs> um I would agree with you but like what are we gonna do about it that's right. kind of the problem with that critique yeah. and the other critique is like well it's their money and it's like no it's not it's yeah. It's it, definitely not. No, it, it yeah. was a community effort for them to get the money. Definitely, so they owe something to the world. And the 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 tricky part of the revolutionary era mm -hmm. was figuring out a way for mm -hmm. the wealthy, for the so the okay, the aristocrats aren't aristocrats anymore. Fine, they still had all their money, and now they're all individuals. They're all equal, just like everybody else. And uh, it's every man for himself. I just happen to be a richer man, so uh, you know cool i i have this big house and you don't and yeah. hooray we're all equal yeah um that was kind of like the hoodwink thing is like in in a in a in a right in a righteous aristocracy which we live in an aristocracy we just do there just are there are aristocrats, yeah. you know we live in an aristocracy that has none of the good things about yes. living in an aristocracy yeah. we live in an aristocracy case in point everyone's talking about hugh grant all of a sudden because of the oscars which everyone's supposed to care about you know it's like we live if in you want to hear my thoughts dude. on the oscar winner everything everywhere all at once go to patreon.com slash the crunch and subscribe at the ten dollar a month level to hear my thoughts on that film I let me tell you film. they are not what you would expect oh yeah anyway. he loved the dildo scene it was his favorite scene he <laughs> kept can't. talking about it I, didn't, I, I only know about it because he told me about it i did not watch the yeah excited um, and repeatedly. we live in an aristocracy and yeah. that's just apparent to anyone who understands what an aristocracy is the issue is that none of the aristocrats have any kind of like allegiance to yeah they don't know that the they're people. aristocrats and they don't know yes. what that entails they just think yeah. that they're they're average people, kind of like what you said. They're just a, I'm just an American that that has everything. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay, uh, what have you done for your town? And, and what you, you know? do when you become an aristocrat, you move to uh, a an, a wealthy neighborhood that has a lot of like other out lands that are very far away from other people, and these big houses on top of hills, and you, you know, you don't own any productive property. Uh, locally you just own it centralized or you have it in stocks and there's really there's no real and the issue with that is that it could all come crumbling down yeah at any moment in fact it yes. did 100 years ago and it could just do that again we don't mm -hmm. know that mm -hmm. for a fact but anyway so um here's here's the thing if you're upset if you're upset that um that catholic nonprofit employees that you know work very hard to create a product that parishes buy and use and do good things if you're upset that mm -hmm. people who do good things in the church make money first of all i'm angry at you for thinking yeah. that i don't deserve to make money for doing good things for the church but that's fine we can talk about that later 
Um, also, that's fine. I'm angry too. Are you angry? Yeah. Well, I used to work for Focus, and to hear yeah. that Focus, Go. Focus missionaries don't deserve to make a salary is uh, silly because yeah, I, that's ridiculous. I I didn't take a vow of poverty, so you can be the one that changes that. You can go make a ton of money and and then you can um you can you can go you can become the CEO of Life Teen and you can reject the salary. That's fine. You can do yes, that if you want. Yes. Yeah. And everyone will clap. <laughs> yeah. No one will clap. Sometimes it's not even up to you. The board votes on what your salary is going to be. Yeah. That's <laughs> you true. know? So it's like you can reject it, I guess, but you'll still make it and then you just have to give it away. Yeah. Which is a lot harder once it's in your account. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's the uh, and we uh, once we're done with this, we can go to Doctor Ethan's dating corner. But uh, I think it it's weird to have like these groupings, like the wealthy neighborhoods, properly yeah. understood is like, strange oh, yeah. because, like you said, they they don't own any productive property, and the the way that it is set up, if you have this level of wealth, then you should be supporting other people, you know. And some people do this. So like somebody said, made a comment that like, oh, we don't think that we have the the landed gentry in America, but there's tons of, you know, millionaire businessmen that own plumbing companies or whatever. Yeah. It's like, honestly, that's true. And that's not a bad thing. It's like those dudes who started their plumbing companies and employ 50 people are doing what they're supposed to be doing. You know, it's just a matter of like, if you, what happens if you don't own a business, you know, and like, you aren't really directly like none of nothing of what you do ties to people's employment you're not really connected with anybody's work you're not really connected with your own work like the labor and the capital are not connected in any way yeah. and like you are not connected with the community it's like you kind of need all of those i'm making up a whole new theory right now and i'm just i think this is right but like you kind of need community and you need the labor and you need a capital for all of this to work together and if you just yeah. like isolate one of those then it it all goes wrong you know yes you're describing distributism is what you're describing right man labor and capital yes yes well i mean this is this is the uh this is the the labor and capital need to be separated is a problem that's like what i, I made a joke about this and nobody liked it but um anti-capitalists on twitter just think capitalism equals ha things cost money yeah that's what that's what anti-capitalists like oh capitalism capitalism it's, no that's not what capitalism man. means it no. means that the value is placed on the ownership of capital rather than on the ownership of labor. Yes. And socialism is kind of the opposite of that. But ironically, they end up in the same place where few people or one person controls the means of production. Mm -hmm. And the issue, the, the solution is to unite labor and capital. They should be the same thing. If the same person owns the labor and the capital, then you have a more secure economy. You have a more just economy and etc this is why like people owning their own business is huge yes not not freelance writing on your laptop that doesn't count as owning your own business yeah exactly because it relies on a superstructure never mind doesn't matter uh yeah. dr ruth and zating corner yeah it didn't really connect with the bank uh in the way that i had hoped but oh i think it's okay a lot of the other stresses well, about, no one like, understands what happened with nobody understands. we don't dollar. need to talk about it we need to get to dr ruth and zating corner but what it's just the uh he's all oh, right poor guy he'll be fine uh, it's just the the overall stress around money right now, I think, is due to like a lot of these assumptions, you know, mm -hmm. with a lot of people. They look at things that are happening with that bank. They look at the interest rates. They look at housing prices and people are just kind of like looking at it and being like, this is so bad and we should not be doing yeah. this. And it's like, well, 
this is how it is. And so like, why don't you put yourself in a position to do as well as you can, you know, instead yeah. of just, yeah. Anyway, it's neither here we nor there. We got a good one for Dr. Oh, we got a good one for Dr. Ethan's eating corner today. So let's jump into it. All right. All right. Welcome to Dr. Ethan's eating corner sponsored by Peter Stevie. The goat. The goat. Uh, question for the podcast. Sorry, this is so long-winded. I'm a 25-year-old male. I've never dated. I have cerebral palsy. I struggle with self-esteem issues in high school, and I got rejected by every girl I ever had a crush on. Thanks to God's grace, I firmly rooted my identity in being a son of God, so the self-esteem issues are gone, but here's the thing. My form of cerebral palsy means I walk with crutches, and I can't drive. I feel mm. like there's certain expectations society wants me to meet, picking up a girl for a date, exploring the outdoors together, etc., but I really can't do that. So here's my concern. I'm afraid that if I find a girl, I'll always feel like her second choice. Like there will be always someone more athletic, more attractive, more outgoing, etc. I'm just wondering if anyone would have thoughts on this. Thank Ethan, thanks Ethan and Pat. Keep up the good. Whether or not you have cerebral palsy, it doesn't matter because yeah. every guy experiences what you're mm -hmm. talking about. Yes. Every guy looks at his wife and looks at himself and is like, this shouldn't work. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just true. Yeah. Like they, and I, you know, maybe there are some men out there that just are like, yeah, I deserve this woman, you know, but they're few and far in between and, and they're, they're usually divorced. divorced. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think don't let that thought rule you because it's not, it's a lie that everyone experiences. Yeah. The truth of the matter is, is that uh, if there is a woman that falls in love with you and you fall in love with her and you guys get married, she'll be in love with you. Like she knows she'll know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she's not, mm -hmm. she's not going to be like one day after dating you for six months, be like, holy, Hold crap, this guy's got crutches. Yeah. He, he's, he can't drive. <laughs> what? Like, nobody told me, you know, like nobody she's not going to do this. that, yeah. you know? And so, sure. Obviously. So I don't think you should listen to society standards because any woman who will go out on dates with you, she knows, she understands. Yeah. Women are very good at being, empathetic and caring and like welcoming this is like their whole thing it's kind of what they were yeah, made their, to do that's their deal yeah yeah that's their deal and so if she's going out on dates with you then she those social norms she's decided that they she doesn't care about them you know the hiking and the car driving and all of these things right so uh i would push those out of your mind it's obviously difficult to like meet someone you know but that's hard. That's also hard for everybody. So I would just say, like, trust that you are exactly where you need to be. Keep putting yourself out there. You know, the worst thing that you can do is make this whole thing your whole personality. You know, yeah, and then don't just be say like, no for someone. You right. Know? Like, oh, they'll, she'll never go out with me because I have cerebral palsy and I can't do that. You know, it's and like because then, then then you'll like turn it on women. You'll be like, oh yeah, all women are the same. They don't want to date me, and then you'll become an incel. Yes. And then you'll start then you'll start an anime Twitter account. If you already have an anime Twitter account, delete, delete it now. It please quick. Yes. Goodness gracious. If you call people friends unironically. <laughs> GM friend. Um do you have anything else besides that? I don't know if I have no, much you, else to No, that, that was to really add. good. It was it, yeah. it was it was it was it's helpful to be like it's help I mean it's going to sound it's going to sound weird, right? But mm -hmm. I did this with my obesity my overweightness technically i am still obese so i'll call it obesity i was like this is the thing that everyone notices about me and it's it's always going to be my um it's always going to stand in the way and it's like it really it it doesn't 
it's not like people know you and they they love you and they care about you so if you get to know someone you know they're they're going to be attracted to you and also women's brains work differently than men's brains they um they are more attracted to you over time it's like and over time they just that's just i don't know that's just my experience with yeah. my wife so my mm. singular experience mm-hmm. is that she's more attracted to me now than than she was when we met and i'm more attracted to her so it's like they work differently than, than a young un un unmolded brain of a man an un, unmature brain men are just attracted to a girl and then they get over it you know yeah. like little get little like boys that's how they work women are a little different and then men become different after they grow in virtue yeah. that's just that's my experience <laughs> yeah yeah i think that's true um yeah good question i I don't have yeah. anything else to add i that's picked it. it because it was unique and i'm sure other people will struggle with this too sure but everybody's in the same boat every man is in the same boat the person you marry is going to be more attractive than you. That's just, that's men. I've never noticed your obesity, Patrick. Really? I mean, I have, but not like, not like in a, how, how dare he kind of way. Yeah. How dare he be? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know what I thought people were going to think about. Me. Right. It's, it's like, like, it's like, what, 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 yeah. What do you think people are going to think? It's like, oh man, he's obese. And then they just like, get, it's that meme where the, the eyebrows yeah. get angry, you know? Yeah. It's, like, it's, no, how, it doesn't it's how it's how children actually act and fat activists think people think, mm-hmm. you know, true. I saw someone on Twitter refer to fat people as a minority the other day. And I said, Buddy. that's enough. That's enough of this website. <laughs> that's enough there. Why is it enough? Because they're why are what do you mean? Why because are so someone is this was like a fat person being like we're a persecuted minority unironically yeah. they they said they said like other minorities and i was like mm-hmm. i'm gonna give me a second here let me just I'm do a s- quick i'm gonna do a quick obesity <laughs> rate in america <laughs> yeah that's it's 69 percent. certainly so not a minority you you cannot just by math be yeah. a minority yeah you just aren't <laughs> It's also crazy that 70% of Americans are obese. Yeah, that is like, crazy. I guess it just depends on how you define the Well, yeah, the so it's, they, they but, define it by BMI. So I'm yeah. technically obese because right. for my height and weight, I yeah. am overweight. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I read it wrong. I, read, I, I, I saw the highlighted one, and I jumped to conclusion. Two out of three U.S. adults are overweight or obese, and one out of three are obese. So okay. 69% are, are overweight and obese, and then 33%. 36% are just obese. So it's a minority in like It depends on how you define fat person. The loosest definition of the word is yeah. that loose yeah. definition of the word is there a minority in the sense that if we were all voting <laughs> <laughs> they would not win but yeah. can, but technically speaking if a they bunch would... of people are in a room and a third of them are a certain race you would not consider that group to be a minority. A minority. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah, but that's true for like everything, you know. It's like nobody walks into a room and is like, "Oh, that person's fat. That person has a weird gait. That person has a weird face." That like nobody, nobody actually does that. They're just like, "Oh, there's a person, and there's another person. He looks like my cousin. There's another person." You know, like that's just what people yeah. think. Like they're not, except oh, wait, for like shoot, the that was my worst. Cousin. What up? <laughs> except for like the worst people on the planet that just say yeah. like, "She's fat," you know. And you like, don't want to date them. The average person doesn't think that way, you know. Yes. So yes, don't even worry about it. 
This has been the Crunch Catholic Podcast, home of the only good Catholic conversations about money and also movies and fat people. When I'm rich, I will stop being fat. That's what. So once I'm stop, once I'm not fat anymore, then you'll know. Patrick has made it. Made money. You'll you'll yeah. be like. I yeah, think for did. me, it's going to be the opposite. <laughs> when I'm rich, I'm finally going to gain weight. Look, here's the thing. I want to be I want to be wealthy enough to have like a regular mm. like go to a bar with I want to be rich enough to be norm. You know, that's what I want. I want to yeah. go to an Irish pub. You want to go walk- where, where everybody knows your name. Yeah, I want to be in an Irish pub that's walking distance. I went to an Irish pub last week and uh, it was very fun. This is why I love I love the wood. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that you can buy alcohol there. That's mm-hmm. cool. Yes. Um, I love Guinness. It's mm. good. It's a mm. dark beer. So uh-huh. I like it. Um, <laughs> and uh, I like the Irish names, mm. you know? O'Shaughnessy. So I want to go, go to an Irish pub, and I want to be able to, I want to be rich enough to buy a beer at an Irish pub and not be like, oh, that's pretty expensive. <laughs> $8? Okay. I, I want to be rich enough to end the podcast yeah well. patreon.com slash the crunch bit.ly slash crunch discord youtube.com subscribe to us if you're not already subscribed we're blowing up on youtube we got like 177 yeah, subscribers where's our play button get bring it on bring it on uh patrick do you have anything else for the people tune in next week where i scream and cry in the background during the podcast Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you. We'll see you all next week. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.